We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals post-game show live here on Christmas Eve. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. We got the playmaker, Britton Golden. This Christmas Eve edition of the Cardinals sucking in Chicago is brought to you by our <laughs> friends at the Arizona Lottery. Check them out now. Get your holiday scratchers. Still got time before Santa comes. Want to slip an Arizona stocking stuffer in? Check out Arizona Lottery. Check out the Redbirds today. Uh, or better question, did they check out Bull Brock when they got to Chicago? Because, man, that effort today, or lack thereof, that seemed like they got to Chicago to check a box. We played a game. We want to go home. We want to go back to sunny Phoenix. Yeah, it was unfortunate because they had the opportunities, right? Their defense uh, created some of those in the second half. They ended up holding the Bears on offense to six points in the second half before they were just gift-wrapped that was their gift to Chicago. They gift wrapped yeah. them the, just the game ceiling field goal down the stretch. The decisions made by Jonathan Gannon, and this show is very much in the corner of Jonathan Gannon as a head coach, a leader of men. But man, as far as the decision to go for two, as the Cardinals, you know, near closer to the Bears at 24 16, I think that was the wrong decision. And then yeah. once they're deep in their own territory or backed up in their own territory, their own 27, they go on, go for it on fourth and long and just hand the ball to Justin Fields in this Bears offense and say, Hey, kick this thing away and put this game out of here. We're going to board the flight back to Phoenix and enjoy Christmas with our family on Monday morning. It wasn't pretty. It, like like Johnny said, it, it just looked like they showed up because they had a game and they had no choice and were ready to go home. I, I This is probably the worst the defense as a whole has looked all season. Mm. I mean, they got gashed in the run game. They let a very – I mean, and Justin Fields threw the ball well today, which is wild, but it's like you let Justin Fields carve you up we know he can run the ball. We know he's a very elite runner with the ball in his hands. But that first quarter, his tight end had 102 yards receiving. Yeah. 
you made him sit back. He had all day in the pocket. I mean, there was times I counted eight seconds, nine seconds, ten seconds. Justin Fields had the ball in his hand, and he wasn't under pressure. He was just waiting for somebody to get open. Hey, yeah. You can't, you can't win. You can't expect your defensive backfield, who we don't have the greatest one right now, understandable, but you can't expect a top-tier defensive backfield to be able to run with receivers for eight, nine, ten seconds. It's impossible. There's going to be a penalty flag that comes out if it, if even if you don't have a completion there. It's just that's too much to ask. Should we like I picked the Cardinals to win this game? I thought they'd play much better. Should we be surprised though? Like I, I spend my time like watching that, especially that first quarter, and I'm like, well, yeah, the Cardinals are going to struggle to move the football consistently because they have no playmakers. You know, outside of Greg Dortch, like and and Trey McBride, who had a number one corner on him. What does that say about the receiving core? As Bo mentioned on the halftime show, like yeah, they don't have any receivers, so they have a broken passing game. Oh, they have a quarterback that's in a new offense coming off a torn ACL. He doesn't look comfortable. And then they have a front seven that I tweeted out. It's like, I'm not kidding when I say this. It's XFL quality front seven. Like most of these guys on the Cardinals team this year that was actively maybe not trying to win games, they didn't spend in free agency, all those guys are gone. So you're at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. All those units are struggling today. Even against, you know, a middling team like the Bears who are playing over 500 since week four. Let's give them credit. They won today. But I don't like, I, I feel like I'm sitting back and I'm just like, yeah, this is DJ Moore, Moore versus an undrafted free agent rookie corner. That's probably what it should look like. Paris Johnson <laughs> Jr. struggling versus Montez Sweat. Like, that doesn't surprise me. The, the Cardinals are in a position where, like, I think we've, we've, we've talked about it all season, Bowen Britton. We need the clarity. You have clarity. You know who on this roster can make plays, can elevate you with more time, with more energy, the offseason with his coaching staff. And then, you know, like guys like you know, Rondell Moore and some of these defenders like Zayvon Collins, like probably not going to be part of your future, aren't getting better, disappearing late in games. Like I, 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 I'm not like I'm disappointed because they always disappoint me on, on a holiday game, but I, I'm not surprised what went down today. Like I still think Kyler Murray is infinitely better than Justin Fields. I think the statistics showed that today. But like they got some, they got some big time areas to to make this team better, Bo. Yeah, this was a sobering. Uh, you were the sobering father at the uh, at the Christmas dinner table. You were just stressing everybody, everybody down. Right now. You're disappointing me. Get a job. You're <laughs> yeah. going nowhere in your life. Look, I can't find any any uh, fiction in, in what you said there. And like we talk about, I, I said that you know the defense was able to hold this Bears offense to six points in the second half, but there was a drive where the Bears could have just completely put this game out of hand. And yeah. Justin, if Justin handed, if the Arizona Cardinals yeah. uh, a chance to get back into it, he left the door ajar because they were absolutely doing whatever they wanted, especially yeah. football on that drive. And then first and 10, after picking up a crucial first down, Justin Fields throws one of the, throws the worst pass of the game right into the hands of Jalen Thompson. Uh, and you know, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, are able to, to, then they capitalize on that at that point, but you know, at, at the, they, they had their chances and unfortunately, uh, it, it was just like the defense didn't like the statistics will show that they played better in the second half, but there was still the inability at times, most times to get off the football field and, and made, you know, some, especially without Cole Komet out there, like. The, the Bears shouldn't be able to move. They ran for 250 yards. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where. And then they took the foot off the gas in the second half. That's what. Lil Herbert like. looked like Christian McCaffrey at times, well, which is not I'm, shouldn't happen. Justin Fields, I, 
just, I mean, they had so many opportunities to hit him in the backfield. Yeah. Scramble drill. You had him wrapped up. Lopez had him wrapped up a couple of times and just, then he turns, I mean, the one of them, he turned into a 40 yard run. It's just, uh, it, nobody, there was, it was poor attackman. It was poor contain. We, we were terrible defensively with the contain today. And that yeah. started with the Herbert for the first Herbert touchdown yeah. run. Like, Antonio Hamilton cannot dive inside as the defensive back like that. Yeah. In the red, inside the 10, you can't dive in there. You are the corner. You are the most outside person of the defense. There's nobody out there for you. The receiver was gone. You can't dive in there. You're not a safety. You're not a linebacker. You're not making a tackle in the middle of the field. Let's be real. You're a corner. Keep contained. Force that ball back inside to where the help is. And they might not even score a touchdown there. You might get three out of it. It's just, it's stupid mistakes, poor tackling defensively today, and just allowing a mediocre offense to just run it down your throat. Uh, it was the it was the battle of the mids. Like as far as the offenses go, it, the Chicago. I guess you want to tip the cap. They won the battle of the mid as far as offensive performances today, despite Justin Fields' best efforts to to throw a, a brutal pick at the end of it. Chris Barnes, bless his heart, you know, on that same play you were talking about, Antonio Hamilton, uh, you know, poor Chris Barnes, he, he he's the third string linebacker. He's filling in because Josh Woods went down last week. He's on IR. His season's done. And before that, because your whites, uh, you know, lost for the season. So they, they're pretty gutted at that position. But still, like, it's pretty simple. Uh, the call is what the call is. And I, I, the execution just isn't there. And, and I know that you're getting down the depth chart, but – Still, you, you got to expect better from from a professional football team. Uh, I mean, to to make and give them those opportunities on a third down like that, it's third and what forever. That's what it was. And Justin Fields made a play. Arizona Cardinals had two defenders that couldn't. Let's get so many super chats. You guys are crushing it. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports. Let's get this video. Can I ask for four hundred likes on a on a Christmas Eve? As a Christmas present to your boy, Merv always cranking out the Super Chats uh, left and right. Thank you so much, Merv. $9.99. Kyler Murray had an average of 2.1 seconds in the pocket today. The worst this season. Next-gen stats. All three wide receivers had dimes thrown to them by K1 on crucial downs. All 84% catchable. All dropped. So Merv's busting out the big-time stats. We wouldn't uh, expect anything less. I think you can say two things. Kyler Murray was pretty average today for his standards. And the wide receiving court continues to be if not the worst in the NFL, show me a worse receiving core. Like M- Michael Wilson went from catching fucking everything to he has like four or five targets a game. He can't catch a ball. Like mm-hmm. that one pass that Kyler Murray th- floated up to him. And I saw people on, on Twitter saying that was underthrown. No, he had a guy in his face. It was the exact same throw that Justin Fields threw to Cole Komet. Cole Komet came back and, and Justin cut the football. Michael Wilson had two hands on it. He dropped it. Rondell Mill dropped a pass. I mean, like this receiving core. They're, they're a victim of their own circumstances. Like, I, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, should they have just kept DeAndre Hopkins? Like, what are we doing here? But then it's just like, no, they they endured this on purpose. They said, we're comfortable with this group coming into this year. And we know Hollywood gets hurt. Look, he's not available in December. We know Rondell Moore is undersized. Look, he can't play outside receiver. We know Michael Wilson was hurt at Stanford. Look, he's missed time lately. Like, all of those facts were clear and present before the season. So, like, I think to expect something different now at the end of the year, like, where's this 400-yard passing game? And where are the five? T- it's just like, this <laughs> is who you signed up to play with. And you were, I don't even, I don't even know if they were hoping, like, guys would 
have buck trends and have career years. Like, no shit, this is bad. This is who yeah. this is the receiving core that everybody was like, Jack, we're good. Yeah. Hey, this is what you get. You you get what you pay for at the end of the day. And outside of a nice little run by Michael Wilson earlier this year, BG, this is this is receiving core has been an unmitigated disaster this year. It's been a disaster. No, I agree. It's just it's been at a point where you have nobody that wants to make a play. I mean, outside of Greg Dorsey. Ball in his hands a few times this year, and he's made plays when the ball's in his mm-hmm. hand. But you can't really say that about anybody else. We had the, the two-game stretch out of Michael Wilson before he hurt his shoulder, San Francisco, and the one before where he made catches and he made contested catches. And ever since he's been gone, and that, I mean, Hollywood just hadn't shown up all year. Hollywood is – we got to write that one off. That Zero chance he's back. It, you know, we I thought it was going to come out. Yeah, no, we, we thought it was going to be good. He, he's got his college quarterback. They got chemistry. That project failed. That's an F, a huge F. That one's done. You got to – but outside of that, I mean, we've had no production from the wide receiver core. There's been no – there's been no contested catches, you know, outside of a few from, from Dorch. But, I mean, other than that, Trey McBride's your number one receiver. Greg Dorch is your number two receiver. Nobody else is there. I mean, Higgins. Higgins has come on late. He's been catching the ball. He's been doing well. But, I mean, there's no separation outside. There's no separation inside. Nobody can get open. It's man-on-man coverage, right? As a receiver in high school, you dream of this. High school. (laughs) You're going to play me man-on-man? I'm winning. College. The NFL. If I'm playing football in the NFL, I got one-on-one coverage. This is the best it's ever going to get. One-on-one, it's literally me versus the guy across from me. And it's not like one-on-ones in practice where you got all day to run some bullshit route or the corner's just locked into you because you didn't have to worry about anything else. There's other shit going on. So he yeah. can't just lock in depending on what's going on. It's just just get open. Push off. Dude, get a penalty. Offensive passer. I don't give a shit at this point. Make it yeah. look good. If you're not going to complete it, at least get an a offensive passer. Make it, make it look fun. I love Merv, his comment. Thank you for a super chat. Uh, happy holidays. I mean, the next level analytics in there and tells it paints a great story. I got some next level analytics. This is okay. right here. This is an envelope. This is the amount of separation that Arizona Cardinals wide receivers were getting between them and, and their <laughs> defender. That's it. This, this little sliver. Can you see that? That's that's the, what the defenders, the Bears. I mean, Jalen Johnson, who spent most of his time on Trey McBride. But, I mean, then you got, like, Kyler Gordon and, and these other, like, unknowns. And the Arizona Cardinals can't get any separation. And that's the, that's big, big-time concerning uh, about Drew Petzing's offense. I mean, you can look at the players, but also I think that it, the, the scheme kind of fits into it as well, what's going on. Because Cleveland does it at a really high level. Where, where Drew Petzing came from, like, that's what we were excited about, Johnny, when Petzing was making the move from the Browns to the Cardinals is they were top five and when they're wide receivers and the amount of separation that they were able to get last season, we're just not seeing that. So, I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that the scheme also plays into this. It's a player's he, he He kills me, though. Like, the Petzing is... He's got to be on a hot seat. It's a, it's play call, situational play calling. It just it doesn't add up. Like it, there's, it's third well, long I, and there's this. I they just short I, this. I thought they would have been like, we know what our receiving core is and isn't, and today it's going to be the Pittsburgh game plan all tight ends and running backs. 
And I like I KR Gordon in the Chad Dollar 99 super chat saying Bears watched the tape on McBride. Petzing didn't adjust. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I agree. I, I think there's truth to like I the you know, I, I'm guilty of this, but I, you know, I host a podcast. I'm not the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. I, I, I think there was some truth to maybe the Cardinals thinking, well, the Bears really struggled against David Njoku, so Trey ought to be able to have a day. And it's just like, no, you got to be creative, man. Like, eventually the league was going to catch up to like Trey McBride. And how did you adjust? And like, okay, their number one corner and their safety is on Trey McBride. Who can then we benefit from from being open? or from having one-on-one coverage. Well, in certain cases, it was Rondell Moore and Michael Wilson. They didn't make plays today. I mean, that's just, it is, it's really going to be a fascinating case study because we're going to get to March. Is Rondell Moore going to be on this football team? I don't think any of us think Hollywood Brown, save for a a really minimal deal, is going to be on this football team. And then how much of an urgency does this team have in free agency to add? Because like, we're going to give updated draft standings. And I mean, if you're into the draft, it's good news today. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is very much alive for this franchise. But like, do you need more than that? You might. You fucking might. Because Michael Wilson right now, is he a two? No. Is he a three? You hope. I mean, at times this year, he's been a high-end two. And I think, again, I said this on the on the pregame at halftime. Like, he needs an offseason with Kyler Murray. But that, you cannot tap out at wide receiver and free agency. You have to participate in free. You have to bring in help. This is just, it's just not good enough. Whoever your quarterback is. And I'm still very much 99% certain Kyler Murray is going to be back. I, yeah, I'll play Justin Fields. He had better passer rating and more yards and more touchdowns than Justin Fields today. You know, I and Justin Fields has got all day to throw. It's just, it's seven on seven for Justin Fields. So uh, we're going to talk more about that. Let's talk about our player of the game. We just mentioned it, BG. It's our boy. Greg Dorch making a play. And like Greg Dorch, I love Greg Dorch. He's our X Factor. Let's check him out. Two catches, 45 yards, a touchdown. Two things can be true. And I say this with all due respect. Greg Dorch needed more targets at the beginning of the year. If Greg Dorch is your number one receiver for this team at the end of December, like what's going on, guys? What's happening? Like that's what's going on. Greg Dorch is, I believe, a starting caliber wide receiver in the slot, shifty as hell. He's it right now. He's all you got. That's a problem, Bo. That's a big fucking problem. Huge problem. I don't know how we just roast, absolutely just roast the wide receiver core and then make one our player of the game. Well, because I love Greg. And he, listen, absolutely. he made a play. Oh, no he doubt about it. He, he's the only one that made a play receiver-wise. And it was a great play. And it was it's fun to watch Greg Dorch play the game. Because like you said, Johnny, he went from very minimal snaps at the beginning of the season and the end of the season has turned into, like you said, their only wide receiver that makes plays. He's the only one that makes yeah. plays. And he's the only one that made a huge play today. Yeah. I mean, offensively, James Conner, who else are we talking about? Nothing. Every drive that succeeded was all James Conner. Like, at the end of the season – when we talk about team awards and however you want to do it, if people do that, James Conner is the MVP, offense, defense, special teams, and he only played on one side of the football. Because when James Conner was out the game and not getting the football in his hands, this team fucking sucks. They're <laughs> awful. It's hard to watch. It's hard to root for. They're bad. So when you see somebody like Greg Dorch come out here and still he had minimal reception, he had two receptions, but he turned it into 45 yards, and a touchdown that he had no business getting in the end zone with. 
I mean, even if he breaks that first tackle, I mean, come on. He had two guys right there, should have tackled him. And it just turned in, I said earlier in our, in our group chat, a power turn for him. You give Dorch open space with the football yeah. in his hands, and it's three, got four guys out there, he's not getting tackled. He's too shifty, he's too quick, he's too good with the ball in his hands, and he proved it today. Yeah, it was a, he's a cold man, cold-hearted man for what he did to those poor Bears defenders on Christmas, man. I mean, as you said, three guys between him and the end zone, put him on skates out there on Soldier Field. It, it was a great play, and that play in itself, you know, I can I can see how it's it swung to the X factor. I look at the defensive box score. I like what I saw from Jalen Thompson. You know, a little bit uneven if you combine. You know, for the first half, he struggled a little bit, but three passes, defense, and the pick. Five tackles. I thought JT played really well again. He set a uh, single season career high in picks. Now he's got four on the season. So JT continues to play at a at a, at a pretty decent clip for the Cardinals uh, that that struggled on on both sides of the football. No doubt about it. Today, I want to get to the super chat, and I I do it with all due respect here. MP dollar ninety nine super chat. This game proved Bears will draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Get get help. Thank Were you for the knowledge. I don't, I don't know, Johnny. I don't know, Johnny. Get help. I don't know if you think that. I don't know. Justin Fields. I mean, he, one, you got to hope Marvin Harrison doesn't take that twenty million dollar offer to come back to Ohio. He's not State. doing that. Come on. All right. I'd have been. I'd accepted that. On Justin Fields, um, fifteen to twenty-seven with no pass rush. By the way, none. One hundred and seventy yards, seventy-one passer rating, touchdown, interception. He ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. That's we know Justin Fields can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I had somebody asked me today. Like, I I don't you can't dispute Caleb Williams today is a better throw of the football than Justin Fields. Now you know Caleb Williams also resets your rookie clock. What does that dynamic look like? They're going to have to meet with him. All those factors. Like I love Marvin Harrison Jr. If if the Bears say we're going to go all in with Justin Fields and instead of taking Caleb Williams or even trading it out for, as our guy Adam Hogue from CHGO said, three first, two twos, a bounty, and you take a, a wide receiver and you think that, like, the, the Cardinals should have been boat raced today by the opposing quarterback. What Brock Purdy did last week and Justin Fields single-handedly kept them in the game today, MP. Like, put the pom-poms down. He's a fun player. He can run around. He's a great Madden player, right? You're going to have the number one overall pick in a blue chip rich quarterback draft. And you're talking to me about Justin Fields and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's going to take you from about six to seven wins this year to, I don't know, maybe like eight wins next year, max. And then you got to pay Justin Fields. So I, good luck. If that's the plan for the Chicago Bears, let me tell you, it'd be very on brand for the Chicago Bears to say, we could potentially have the best quarterback in our division for the next 15 years. Let's 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 just double and triple and quadruple down on a guy that just had 71 passer rating against the Cardinals XFL front seven. Let's do that, Brock. <laughs> hey, I've seen the Bears front office make worse decisions, aka like number two overall with Mitch Trubisky. But you know, that's mm. just it, it. It's something that could happen. You know, I like you said though, if it does happen. You know, you're that that's might be the dumbest. Well, I can't say the dumbest, but it is definitely a top five dumbest decision that a Bears front office has made. So. <laughs> you imagine? I mean, they got to figure out like if they keep him, how do they keep him? Do they do they extend him? You know, be, does he get his fifth year option? Do they just it's easy as just, just picking it up? Yeah, tag him. I mean, they're it, still it, picking in the but, top ten. I know. They're all they, 
Right. Their yeah. own pick. No, I, I right? know. It's it's to the point it's where you, you say it here. Juggernaut that's like, we're in the playoffs. We don't, we got. And the next we two weeks are going to be telling. Like, they've got Atlanta yeah. and they've got Green Bay. Two very beatable teams. If, if Justin Fields runs the table, mm-hmm. right? And then I then I think, you know, in, in the Bears, obviously, the Bears are playing very well. The, the defense is playing at a high level. But, like, it. He to, to in order to make his case, he's st- I think he still has to win, you know, split at least yeah. the next two games. Uh their their winning percentage is 468. The Cardinals strength of schedule is 564. And the Cardinals have three less wins, and they've had Kyler Murray for a month. Like, what are we what are we doing here? Um, we're gonna get to these super chats and more, but first I want to tell everybody about our friends at Arizona Lottery. You love to see that. Holly Scratchers, listen, the time is now. Go out. Pick yourself uh, up some Arizona Lottery Holiday Scratchers from our friends at Circle K. Check them out. Dab them in to your, you know, loved one's stockings. Because right now, Cardinals didn't win today, but you could be a big winner. Scratchers are just one single dollar. Top prize is up to five hundred grand. Again, gift them to anybody. Naughty or nice. I've been naughty. I'd love a few uh, Holiday Scratchers. Go buy them today. Again, CircleK.com. Or if you're a procrastinator, you want to order some. ArizonaLottery.com. I know a lot of people. It's like, I get some holiday money. Let's da- let's dabble. Let's have some fun. Arizona Lottery, you got to be 21 years and older to play. I held out just to buy my holiday scratchers at the very last second, just because I could. I just knew that they were there. They were. Gonna, I was going to be able to just stop in at the local Circle K and make that purchase and then make everybody's Christmas tomorrow. Uh, putting them in their stockings. I'm going to throw them in the tree. I'm going to be... Uh, scratch lot scratcher lotto claws tomorrow during Christmas with the Arizona lottery. Thanks to our friends over there. Also, games like this, the OGs they are uh, very necessary, right? You can't your your OGs are going to help you out on this uh, Christmas Eve right now. If you haven't already, check out ogsbrands.com. Check out the downright delicious gift of OGs gummies this holiday season. Whether you're gifting to a friend or yourself, OGs is the ultimate holiday set hack to, for the mouth-watering cheer that you're looking for. It's not for like you could be the lightweight brand. You can get the mini OGs or the heavy hitting. RSO, they have something for everyone on your nice list. A variety of bold flavors. Check them out. OGsBrands.com. Follow them on your socials at OGsBrands. Check them out. Your local dispensary. You got to be 21 years or older. Uh, let's get back to some of these super chats here. Free matter for the blind. $5. So generous. PHNX cars has made watching this team bearable this year. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Johnny Bo, BG, Saul Damon, and the entire PHNX crew. Thank you so much. Free it's matter for the blind. Well. Times are tough. Like the, we, we see good stuff on the horizon, the light at the end of the tunnel. We thought we'd have a little, a little bit more fun with, with Kyler Murray's return. And we have. We've had some fun. But days like today, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough sled to watch the Cardinals basically no show in Chicago on a holiday with your loved ones. Merv back with a 499. Wide receiver sucked. K1 still finished with 208 yards passing, 38 rushing. Uh, solid completion percentage, 95.5 QBR and two TDs, best performance all season for Kyler. Again, like if, if you don't think the analytics matter to the Cardinals, that two point conversion was all about analytics. So then they will look at the performance by Kyler Murray. And if that's true, according to Merv with QBR and everything else, it's like, they're going to take all that into account. They see everything. The all 22 bowl, like you watched last week from San Francisco game. Guys mm-hmm. aren't getting open. Like it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback from our couches and say, Kyler, that, that was a bad sack to take. Or what are you doing with the football there? I am going to give the benefit of the doubt 
to the guy that went first overall, that went to the playoffs, that has carried this franchise. If if people are are, are going to want to hold water for Rondell Moore at five eight, you go ahead and do that. That's not going to be my choice, so because I've seen this this guy operate at a high level when he's got competent pieces around him. Yeah, I mean it's this is a tough game to evaluate. The last couple games have been tough to evaluate just because of the lack of production from the wide receivers and. You know, you do look at the all 22 and you see that the the inability to get open. Uh, you saw, you know, Montez Sweat in a, in a Chicago Bears defensive front that that was also wreaking havoc on the Arizona Cardinals today. So and, and the inability to get the run game that they had against San Francisco the previous week. So it, it really is like the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to lean on every, I guess, statistic, analytic piece of tape where they can see the entire field to really make the proper decisions on this entire roster, including Kyler Murray. But, you know, as, as we've maintained on this podcast and in what we've seen and heard around this organization, this team seems pretty comfortable moving forward with Kyler Murray. And it, it would really shock everybody on this podcast if they decided to pivot off of him because he, the, of the struggles of, of Kyler Murray coming off of an ACL learning a new offense on a on a team that, as you saw today, has started the I think and played like the third most players in the NFL due to you know injuries and having to or in like guys who couldn't compete. They had to churn this roster and continue to churn this roster. So you know I think at least with the quarterback position they feel comfortable with Kyler Murray. Where you look at the rest of this roster, there isn't you, what where do you feel comfort out of outside of the tight end position, maybe the right tackle position. Um, in, in the safety position, there's not a lot of comfort. Period. Outside yeah. of what you mentioned, I mean, you offensive line is a major issue. Defensive line is a major issue. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's not really outside of just a couple of positions on this entire team that you're just like, we've got solid talent here that can help us win. So, the draft for this team is going to be huge. And it's going to start with those first two picks they get in the first round. But the draft and free agency, finding guys, finding veteran guys that have been good, that can find a way, that know how to win. You've got to find guys like that in free agency. And it can't be the back end of free agency. It's, it, the, minute, the Cardinals have, they've got a shit ton of money to spend. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of money because they did absolutely nothing in free agency last year. So once that window opens in March for free agency, they have got to come in with dollar signs. I know that's completely against everything Michael Bidwell stands for, but if he wants to see his franchise go back up to the 2015, 2014, to that era, if he wants to see his franchise back on top where they can at least get a primetime game, one one primetime game in, one, in a season, like you're going to have to spend some money. You're going to have to bring in some talent. You're going to have to bring in some leaders. And you have to bring in guys that can help your franchise win. You're not going to survive off of just trying to do the bare minimum. We're going to count some cards today. Maybe not Cardinals, but we're going to count some some Cardinal benefits, maybe. Damon Dog, let's check it out here. A little off the beaten path because today was a horror show. Count some cards <laughs> for this offseason. 12 draft picks? Yeah, sign me up for that. This is this is medicine here. Christmas that you got to wait for six more months. Uh, $80 million in cap space? Sign me up. Then they're also going to get a fourth place schedule. So if you're watching this team today, as BG Bobrock and I and everybody in the chat was, yeah, 
I'm not going to highlight the kind of ridiculous kind of subpar play today on counting cards. I thought, you know what? Let's double and triple down on what we know is coming. The draft picks, the money, and the schedule, Bull Brock, all in the Cardinal favor. Yeah, it's you're inside. It's just pouring rain right now, and there's no sunlight coming through those clouds just yet. But you know they're there, right? You know that you got these aces up your sleeve. And that it's just like with the with the Gannon thing today. It, it was unfortunate, you know, he made the moves that he did, right? You're you're hoping for uh when the sunny days come and the chances to to win football games that he's gonna make better decisions than to go for it too. And like this is a this is a three win team right now. I mean, the, yeah. I, I can you you can kind of persuade me and say, Hey, what what do we have to lose going for two in that moment? We still gotta, you know, put up more points to even tie the game. But mm-hmm. I thought it was the wrong decision. But it's going to be interesting to see what Jonathan Gannon looks like when the expectations are there to win football games. Uh, and the same goes for Monty Osfort as far as being a general manager. Like, we know what Monty Osfort looks like when he's tearing down a roster and, and accumulating assets. He's good at that part of being a GM. But there's more to it. And we're going to see what he can do with those 12 draft picks. You know, the, uh, the as far as the salary cap dollars, they fluctuate. It's really going to be dependent on... Uh, you know what the, the the actual salary cap is in the 2024 offseason, uh, but the Arizona Cardinals are going to have anywhere from you know 50 to 70, and if they make some easy you know cuts, it can get as high as 80. So they're going to have every opportunity to improve this roster, and boy, do they need it. You know, I had some people in my mentions today and say, "Man, I'm I'm concerned that there's so many holes on this roster that it's going to be even tough to get it up to where it's competing." And, and having the ability to to win each and every week and, and contend for, you know, nine wins, 10 wins. And I, I can see that, but it's going to take some, if you, if you upgraded some premium positions and you get healthier, I think this roster looks completely different. Like we are in the stretch right now and it, it started before this, but two more games where we're watching the final days of a lot of guys playing and wearing red and white for this Arizona Cardinals team. No doubt. Yeah, this, yeah. This, it's going to look a lot different next year, whether people want to see it or not, which I'm sure everybody's fan base is okay with seeing a lot of different faces, especially if it's going to mean wins and better football play in, in, in the column. But regardless, the team that we're looking at this year is not going to look remotely close to what it looks like next year. So it's, you know, if, if some of your favorite players are in that category, you got two weeks. Watch yeah. them as much as you can. Get those discounted jerseys uh, in about two weeks' time. The <laughs> slash in those holiday prices. Alex, four ninety nine. He's got two super chats. I'm going to read them both. Was too busy crying over this damn game. How did Owen Pampo look in his first significant snaps defensively? He got run over the the time I saw him out there. Didn't look great. Um, but again, like he's taking on a couple big big time running backs for Chicago. Big in in the physical sense and Cardinals D line. Man, it's I don't care if you got Ray Lewis playing linebacker Brian Urlacher like the Cardinals D line is legitimately depleted slow atrocious I mean it's it's bad so Papo he's gonna get have his day um and he'll get his flowers eventually but that that was you can't evaluate anybody right now Alex 499 again James had the most receiving yards today that says something absolutely does you think about the 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 landscape of this receiving court it's like Kyler Murray has no whether you want to blame Kyler Murray or not, that's up to you. He has no confidence in his receivers. So he's just like, I'm going to continue to check it down to James Conner. And, um, you know, when you go through a drive where you have three straight drops by your receiving core, 
early in the game, you're just gonna you're gonna default and you're gonna. When was the last time we had a receiver that led? It's been a while. I mean, and it's I, either been Trey McBride or a running back. Yeah, I I put out a stat, gentlemen, like a week ago. The Cardinals were averaging about a hundred to 102 yards per game from the receiving core as a unit this year. That's have that has to have gone down by now. That that's probably in the landscape of like 90 yards now. Let's see, Dorch had 45, Moore had 30, so that's 75. And yeah. then you got another goose cool. egg from Michael Wilson. That's it. 75. Yeah, that's it. So 75 receiving yards from receivers. Yeah. Against that's, the Bears that's... secondary, they got lit up by Joe Flacco. They took deep, deep shots and Cardinals have no big playability. Like the Dorch play is an anomaly. And that was him doing that on his own. Like, oh, yeah, that was just a little over route or an yeah. out route. So it was just a little 10, 12 yard route that he just turned into a punt return, as I said before. This is a good the, super chat. The Bears here. had it worse, though. The Bears had it worse with DJ oh, Moore's yeah, injury. He had 18. And then the next closest wide receiver was Mooney, who had five yards receiving. Yeah, but like they had open receivers because <laughs> no, I know. the Cardinals I had. Know. I mean, they're, they're well, bad. And Justin Fields stood clip. back there for 10 minutes every time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Peter, $20 super chat. Love this. Oh, thanks, Long Peter. time viewer. Really enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Peter. $20. Super generous. Keep up the good work and happy Christmas from Scotland. Happy Christmas to you, Peter. Have a couple kilt lifters on me. Excellent beer. It is an excellent beer. Uh, mm-hmm. Four Peaks, the brewery of, of PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Um, again, I think today was a microcosm of the season, some highlights, but for the most part, really frustrating. Frustrating to watch is this team kind of, it's a slog right now. And after last year, you know, I see somebody in the chat earlier saying last year's team was better than this team. Well, last year's team had more talent. DeAndre Hopkins was a member of this team. You had Kyler Murray for most of the season. Like you had JJ Watt, like Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, like you had better players and you still only won four games. So I, I think just, this is this is going to be this was always going to be the toughest part of of this rebuild, Bo. When you look at the fact that the, as the season progressed, yeah, you had rookies and young players getting better, like Trey McBride and Paris, but like you knew injuries were going to take its toll, and if you got to the bottom of the barrel at some of these key positions, like wide receiver and defensive line, you were screwed. And that's what's happened. That's basically what's happened. They yeah. they have only gotten worse at those positions since week one against the Commanders. It's unfortunate, and it's a tough watch because of that. It wasn't going to be a great one anyway, but it, this this entire season was basically finding out, okay, who's moving forward with us? Like, who can we take from the previous regime? Who did we hit on in the offseason as far as our own players, and especially the draft picks, the 13 rookies that they have on the roster, and who's worthy of, of coming and bringing back and OTAs and renegotiating t- deals with this offseason – or, you know, are we going to put our fully integrated scouting department to work yeah. to find players across the league in, in of course, in the, in the college ranks to revamp this roster? And, and that's what it, what's been happening. And you can start to see, you know, where, where the glaring holes are that they either need to fill or upgrade significantly just to be competitive again. So it was, yeah, it was really never like, oh, you know, like, I like this guy. He's going to fit in this position well. It's like, okay, I think, this guy's got something. Let's see what he's about. And, you know, you'll see the uneven performances and see, okay, can, can he turn into a consistent player? And if he doesn't, you know, they have an easy time cutting bait if they need to. Well, 
I, I can cut bait on my my bet today with <laughs> our friends at BetMGM. Went over today, put a, a a pretty penny on what I thought were three locks of a bet. Oh, uh, none came to fruition. Going for two was a dagger, man. That was I, rough. They, the, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't like that go for two call at all. I mean, you're down you're down fourteen, right? There's eight minutes left in the game. Kick the fucking extra point, man. Come on. Killed momentum, <laughs> too. I mean, it, one, now you're down. Now, now, if you do find a way to score, at worst, you go to overtime. It's not a loss. If you want to go for two at the end of the game, because, one, you've got three wins, okay? If you want to go for two at the end of the game when you score a touchdown, you don't get it and you lose, cool. I'm okay with that. Because nobody really wants to watch fucking overtime and two awful football teams right now anyway. Just keep the overtime out. If you go for two there and don't get it, cool. But at least you have an opportunity to win a game. Not now you went for two when you didn't have to. And then if you score at the end, you have to go for two so we can watch another horrible 10 minutes of football. Hey, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Uh, don't do that. Do use the bonus code PHNX uh, when you're dabbling with our friends at BetMGM, the $1,500 first bet. Offer, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device, or check them out at BetMGM.com. I hope you guys fared better than your boy today with the $10 deposit minimum, $1,500 back. If your bet loses, your bonus bets are going to be available once your initial wage is settled. Sign up, bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. It was our guy Peter pointing out how delicious the flagship beer over at Four Peaks Kilt Lifter is. You can bet your sweet ass that I'm going to have a couple Kilt Lifters and a couple Four Peaks beers tonight to celebrate, of course, Christmas tomorrow, Christmas Eve. Uh, headed to a holiday party after this, and you, I'm under my uh, arm. I'm going to have myself a pair of Sixers of Four Peaks and their best beer. I like the Wow Wheat. It's delicious. It's number wheat, number one wheat beer in the state of Arizona. Of course, Four Peaks has been in our great state for now 26 years, going into their 26 years, and it's uh, tails up, tailgates up, uh, tailgates down, kilt up. Win or lose, we booze with Kilt Lifter and the delicious selection of beer from Four Peaks. Check them out for yourself, 8th Street and Tempe. Uh, they've got the brewery right there, 8th Street, um, and you can go to enjoy a delicious meal. Of course, they've got appetizers, entrees, and desserts that you can pair with all of their incredible beers that they brewed on location. Don't miss out. Visit them online, fourpeaks.com slash locator. You can find out where your favorite brewery tours are and events. Check out at Four Peaks Brew and Four Peaks Pub on your socials. Got to be 21 years or older to dabble in the beer, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. We're going to be responsible right now, and we're going to talk about some numbies, some by-the-numbers here. <laughs> Brought to you by our friends at Desert Financial Credit Unions. You know the final score. It's ugly. This is even worse. You give up 420 to Luke Getze and the fraudulent Chicago Bears. Barf. Uh, the Cardinals' staple rushing game. Uh, it was on track in the first half, second half. Bears loaded up, and uh, Cardinals didn't have an option. And uh, gentlemen, tell me if you've heard this before. Cardinals 
lose the game, win the turnover battle. That's I feel like that's happened damn near every week this week this year. And uh, two sacks to one. Dennis Gardeck, BG's boy, getting one kind of cheapy sack. Justin Fields run out of bounds. Um, hey, we yeah. don't care. Sacks for sack, baby. That's right. We'll get. We'll Go get. Hopefully, we get Dennis. Go Dennis. That's right. Congrats, Dennis. Congrats to the Cardinals who were thoroughly outplayed by uh, Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus in Chicago in a game where they look like they literally, Bo, would rather be anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, I mean, in the first half, they had one drive. They had one drive that they went nine plays, 75 yards, and found the end zone. But outside of that, it was sleepwalking, right? Yeah. It was, I don't know where they were. Maybe like it was like a wonderful life was playing on, and we had no clue what was going on with the actual team on the field. Uh, and then the second half, they had their opportunity to come out of the gates and Greg Dorch has a big kick return to start. Right. And then James Conner has a big run. And then they just pulled the ripcord in the parachute on that drive and ended up kicking a field goal at that point. And yeah. it was another, it seemed like another gigantic missed opportunity. And then Cardinals forced another punt from the bears and just can't cash in. And it just was a uh, missed opportunity and it was just unins- uninspired play uninspired as far as you know when i say coaching making the correct decision to benefit the team at the time because I, I don't think that anybody can say that this coach was uninspired at any point but it was it was misdirected for sure at the end of the game as far as what they wanted to achieve and how they were going to get there with the two-point conversion calling punning or not punning it with 27 on your own 27 yard line. So yeah, it was uh it was a tough one today for Cardinals and their fan base uh, who are enduring just one of the most brutal rebuilds a fan base can endure. No doubt yeah. about it. Like this is a, this was a teardown and this is the product of that. Uh, MP. I appreciate, we appreciate the super chats. Absolutely. I will fight you teeth and nail on this. So let's start with four nine ninety. Justin Fields was missing his top two weapons still counted for 300 yards. Like, I'll give credit for Justin Fields for making plays with his feet today with no DJ Moore compromise and Cole Komet leaving the game. Absolutely. But, like, again, this next comment, 499, Bears will trade back Patriots and take Marvin Harrison Jr. Fields is not the problem. It's our coaching. Our top two weapons got hurt in the game. If the Bears replace Matt Eberflus, which I think most of us assume it's probably going to happen via our guy Adam Hogue, in what world does a quarterback – a first-round quarterback get three chances with three different head coaches. If I'm a head coach, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, if I'm Ben Johnson, if I'm you know Bumblefuck Johnny, like I'm gonna get my quarterback. I'm not gonna saddle myself to Justin Fields. Like, can we be serious for a second? He had a 71 passer rating today. He was the only reason that the Bears. It was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter with his arm, not his feet, but like the Bear. The Bears could have won BG the Navy offense the wing T offense, and they could have put up 30 points on the Cardinals today. Like, no. please do not use the Cardinals defense as a barometer other than saying, hey, unless you have five fucking touchdowns against the Cardinals, it's probably not a good day for you. Like, Brock Purdy had 20 seconds to throw last week. Justin Fields they had 30 seconds to throw. It was like seven on seven, and he had a 70 passer rating. Let's let's be hey, real. That's my thing. Don't, don't, don't sit here and say, like, I mean, DJ Moore came back in the game, and he made a couple of crucial catches. But that interception in the end zone, I mean, it's a short one. You're only 20 yards out, 25 yards out, and you threw it that short? I mean, what would you say? His pass rate was 70 against a secondary that has just been 
abysmal all season long. Like if if our offense when I was a Cardinal played a secondary that looked like this with a Larry Fitzgerald out there and a Michael Floyd out there and a John Brown out there, like we'd have had three receivers over 150 yards. No, you can't sit here and say that, that Justin Fields is the answer to your problems right now because he beat the Cardinals. Like that is just a terrible take. I don't he give him five hundred dollars, but he's not. But he's not the answer. He's no. definitely not the answer. He will if he is the head or if he's the starting quarterback for the Bears next season. You know, all power to your organization, but you know, have fun with another you know eight and eight, whatever it is at best, and you'll be sitting at home watching the playoffs again, like. You, as much as we bag on a, you know, on old buddy and USC, Caleb Williams, and how soft he is and this and that, like, he gives you a better opportunity to win football games through the air than Justin Fields does. Caleb if Justin Williams, Fields doesn't run for 100 yards, you have no offense. No. They're, they're going to have a very serious conversation this offseason, whoever the decision makers are. Like, they can move forward with the status quo, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Getsy can remain the OC. If they make those decisions, they're still going to have a serious conversation about Justin Fields because of where the Carolina Panthers are going to put them atop the draft. Like, any, any, like, all 32 teams have that conversation because Caleb Williams has been tabbed that big of a prospect, right? And, and you, 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 and like, when you, finish that especially to johnny's point where their own pick still remains in the top 10 like you have that conversation and at really no point or if anybody brings this up in the conversation well look at how he played against the cardinals that person should be escorted out of the out of the meeting room like because like he he should have performed against the cardinals he should have performed a lot better against the cardinals like this is this was not a make or break performance for justin it could have broken him if he was worse but, I don't think he helped himself today. I don't either. He didn't do, like, any, he didn't is, do anything that elevated no. him, himself in the game of being a starting quarterback. Like, no. It, it, it doesn't really matter what he did. He ran the ball well. He's been running the ball well his entire NFL right? career. But in, at, you're a quarterback in the NFL. If you can't beat somebody through the air, you can't play quarterback in the NFL. You, just, you can. You can, but it's just – you you're not going to be you can't be a franchise quarterback rushing for 100 yards and throwing for 170 when 100 of his rookie, deal. His rookie yeah. deal is over next year done you're not paying not him 200 million dollars yeah there's no way Justin Fields is getting a contract for 100 million dollars but what have you shown me that tells me I want to lock you in for 5 plus years for 100 200 plus million dollars like what do you what can you do for my offense other than run the football? We got running backs tonight. We got people that run the football. <laughs> yeah. We don't mean my quarterback having 10 carries for 100 yards. That's not sustainable. Like even when Lamar does it, his passer rating 120, multiple touchdowns. He just doesn't have the robust passing yards, but I, I like Justin Fields. This Again, the Bears fans are going to turn me against Justin Fields. I don't want to do that. I think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. You cannot pass up, and they won't. They won't. They're not going to pass on Caleb Williams for just, <laughs> to keep Justin Fields. Let's, let's, no. let's rejoin reality here. They're going to have the first overall pick, and they're going to take the best quarterback prospect of the last half decade. They're probably going to fire everybody. 
and the Bears are going to be better for it. Congratulations, MP. But the, you're in quarterback purgatory where it's like, let's be 7-10 and 10 every year. No, you're going to get fucking beat, no. especially like no. the, the argument where a lot of the, the fan base here is, well, Kyler Murray, you can't pay him $52 million, but we like him. That could be your reality here in about a couple of years. You like Justin Fields, but you don't want to pay him. So it's fascinating. The Bears and the Cardinals being top three and kind of competing against each other. But the difference is the Bears have weapons. They have DJ Moore. They have capable backs. They have Cole Komet. You have a first-round tackle. Your other tackle's good. Your problem is your quarterback. Like, the Cardinals have have a lot of problems. They have no wide receivers. They have no capable wide receivers. Let's check out where they could get a wide receiver. Let's check out the Texans tracker here as it relates to Monty Austin Ford. Look at that handsome man. Hey, man, I'll take a loss every other week. <laughs> Texans 8-7 and seven now. The only problem is, Bo, uh, Houston is in the running for the AFC South because nobody, Jacksonville, uh, you know, of course, Tennessee, and now, you know, the Colts, nobody wants to run away with it. Looks pretty solid. I mean, the only way this gets torpedoed is if I think the Texans somehow make the playoffs as the winner of the AFC South. We need somebody, somebody get their act together in that division, please. Yeah, we need somebody to wake up. Uh, Jacksonville, please. Colts, who dropped a bad game today. Houston just continues to be in the mix at eight and seven. I can't believe we're here anyway. I mean, well, or, I mean, NFC South is the exact same. You know, they're eight and yeah. seven with the leading team. So, but I, you know, unless CJ Stroud comes back, I, there, I just don't think there's any hope. For but the it, he could, he could come back, and it's, they should be able to beat Tennessee regardless. Especially, I mean, Tennessee played tough against Seattle. They maybe, maybe Tannehill wants to prove people that he can go be a backup somewhere, but man, these, I would hate for him to finish at nine and eight. <laughs> I think, I think the Colts, I think the Colts get him in the last week of the season. I think, I think if that, I want to say that game is in Indianapolis. The, the problem with them winning the division, which I did not anticipate because Jacksonville just vomiting all over themselves is, then they, they basically springboard from the, the the mid-teens, which is where it will be regardless, to like early 20s, which is tough. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if, I mean, if, if CJ wasn't clear to practice these last two weeks like that, and we're not rooting for injury here, but that's got to be pretty serious. I'm serious about this draft order, gentlemen. As of this program right now, the Arizona Cardinals no longer pick three. They're picking two. That's pending the Patriots game. Let's check out the draft order after the early and late games here in week six. Of course, some reason the Patriots and Broncos are playing the Sunday night game. Good hell. Uh, but right now the Cardinals have the second overall pick. If the Patriots lose to the Broncos, they will go back to where they belong at pick three. The commanders ripped our hearts out earlier today by taking the lead, then subsequently surrendering it. Gentlemen. However, the Cardinals go on the road to Philadelphia next the commanders week. won, didn't they? No, the jets. Won. No, the jets came back and won. What? Yeah. They did? Oh, yes, yeah, they bro. did. <laughs> yes. Jets, came, Jets went down and took the field goal. It's time expired. <laughs> Trevor Simeon? Trevor Simeon did. He oh, did exactly bro, what I How said. dare you? Are you just messing with all of us? Come on. That hurts me. That hurts my feelings. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, Commanders, they play uh, the Cowboys and the Niners the next two weeks. So, Commanders are not moving up. Um or moving down, I should say. They could move up. Cardinals uh, aren't winning another game this year, though. Can we safely say that? 
You don't think we got a chance they beat the Seattle Seahawks in week 18? We have we have the Eagles and the Seahawks. Seahawks have to win, don't they? The Seahawks have to win. I think they gotta win out to to get in. They gotta win out to get in. And it's it's here. It's it's here in Phoenix, and we really over the last eight, ten years don't have a good track record of beating the Seahawks at our place. Now beating them there is a different story, but beating them here, it doesn't look good. And I mean, with what we saw today, that's not going to get it done against Seattle. So if you lose out, gentlemen. Like the, how much Who's covering DK? My God! Who's covering Tyler Lockett or Smith? And they're, they're not going to—they're going to slow down any of those running backs. They're, they're number mean, three receivers uncoverable in, in our secondary. <laughs> Jake Bobo out there. <laughs> just Bobo, making... hey, listen, Johnny had bad things say about Bobo first go around, and Bobo torched us. Now you talk about kids, it, we yeah, got even worse. Tough. Bobo might have three hundred. Yeah, he might break the all single game receiver <laughs> record. <laughs> All right, so you're you're everybody on this podcast is in agreement. Cardinals are losing out. Is that a huge yeah. indictment on Kyler Murray, or are you seeing enough yeah. from Kyler Murray? The passing yards, kind of notwithstanding, no no turnovers today. Passer rating of ninety plus. People are are out with pitchforks saying you got to move off of him. Are are you guys still in the position where like Kyler Murray didn't hurt himself today? May not have helped himself exponentially, but like. Maybe Bo, victim of circumstances to some degree. Like, how do you assess Kyler Murray today and then into these next two day, games, knowing that the Cardinals are probably going to lose these next two games? I mean, the performance are going to be key still. Each and every performance is big for Kyler Murray, learning this new offense. Um, I, 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 I don't think I'm. I don't think it's unfair to say I'm, I'm disappointed so far. Like, I, I'd like, I'm, I'm still expecting to see. Some somewhat of a breakup breakout performance, and just haven't seen it. Right, we just haven't seen him get into the uh, into the zone where he's dealing and he's hitting on a bunch of passes and really finding his rhythm. I think he finished the first half like eight for his last ten, but still, we haven't seen him really since his his debut come out and really light the the world on fire. And I think that you want at least one or two of those performances before the end of the season to say, okay, still got it. And to really kind of put to bed the conversation that was there last season, because last season at that point was the the one time you saw kind of his development stunt a little bit. And it's, it's unfortunate that you couldn't do that. I I don't think you can just say without a reasonable doubt, like, Hey, he's legit going to be back because I don't think he's shown you anything to prove that. I mean, you can still remain optimistic and also uh, look at you know all the facts that are in variables that play into this as far as his ACL injury and the roster that he inherited when he came back and just the uphill climb he immediately uh, got into in week 10. But still, like I think that there was he, he had the ability and has the opportunity to kind of silence some chatter out there and just hasn't done it with his play yet. And it doesn't mean that, Hey, get him out of here on the next plane out of Phoenix, but, and he still remains, I think your best option moving forward, but still hasn't been able to silence those critics. And and now only has two games left on the season to do so. No, I agree. He didn't help himself. He didn't do anything to help himself today, but he, uh, he definitely didn't do anything to hurt himself. 
I mean, he is. He there was a couple passes that sailed on him. I get that, but there's a couple passes that sell on everybody in the NFL, and that's uh, it's not making excuses for him. But he didn't lose you the game, right? Yeah. And that's. I mean, if it was to the point where you know he was losing you games, then yes, move on, get rid of the cap hit, whatever you got to do. But I, I don't think, like you said, he hasn't hit us with the wow factor yet. Mm-hmm. which I just don't think he's comfortable in this offense to where he feels like he can just sit back because he can't, honestly. He can't sit back there, wait for something to develop, and let it fly. Because by even if he's in the gun, he gets the ball in his hands, and it's like make a decision or get out of the pocket and go somewhere else. Try to try to not get tackled. Try not to get sacked and then try to make something happen. And he just hasn't had the comfortability factor that we've seen in the past when he can sit back there and throw for 350, 400 yards, because we've seen it. We saw it two, three years ago. We've seen it happen since he's been in the league. It just, I don't think he's comfortable enough with an offensive line in front of him and receivers on the outside to where he thinks, he he doesn't have somebody on the outside that he can say, that guy's going to win, right? There's nobody, like, for the Buffalo Bills, you know, hell Murray play. Right, we have nobody on this offense that can do what D Hop did and go up there. And Kyler's not throwing that ball up there to anybody in this offense. Right now, there's no chance that he would sit back there and be like, "I have nowhere to go. I'm gonna just throw this thing up and hope one of and know that I got a number one guy down there that's at least gonna make a play on it. If he doesn't catch it, he'll bat it down. We don't have that guy. So I, I feel like there's zero comfortability for him in the pocket, even outside of the pocket, trying to stretch it because you can see what happens. As soon as he feels uncomfortable, it's where's my running back, where's my tight end? Even if they're on the opposite side of the field of where he's running to, he's looking for a tight end or a running back because he knows he has no help. So I just – the comfortability factor is what's hurting him in making these – it has to do with that play calling, him just, you know, not ready to throw, not being ready to throw, not – his mind is not there. And that goes back to that comfortability part, right? He just – he doesn't feel comfortable enough to let the ball fly I, I, from what I'm seeing. Let's get back to some of these Super Chats. Free matter for the blind. $5. Do the players need another year in Petsing's offense or rip the Band-Aid, hire a new OC? I, they're going to give Petsing another year. I've got that source oh, yeah. 100%. He's not getting fired. Um, I, who are you going to get to take this job if you fire a guy who didn't have his quarterback till November? Um, I think he's got – Gannon's got a lot of friends around the NFL – who coach offense, and I think if we're in the same position next year, first of all, God help us, but they'll have options. But, I mean, Drew just put up 29 points and over 400 yards against San Francisco. Like, I think you're just you're getting inconsistent performances because of the ro- the state of the roster. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm optimistic. I, th- I think he can – listen, he's he's really helped Trey McBride. The run game, for the most part, has been fantastic. It, we, we go back to this every week. The receivers are just not – not good enough. Thomas, $5 holds everyone in this roster. Where do you even start? You start with, you open the checkbook and you go through the, the roster and say, is there a guy on the free agent market that's better than what we have? Does it make sense from an age perspective? Does it make sense culture wise? His, does it make sense in terms of like bringing him in and, and his ability to connect with the roster? Like that's where I would start, Bo. I would say, okay, is, does T Higgins want to play here? Is T Higgins available? How much is T Higgins going to cost? Um, is does his brand fit with what we want to do? And then just go through piece by piece, line by line. I would go through relationships that Austin Ford, Gannon, Petsy, and everybody's made throughout the NFL, like they did with Yelda Froldhold, like they did with Kazir White. 
And then in the draft, I mean, I I still think the play is if you don't get Marvin, you take one of the two tackles. I, it will be interesting to see if a defensive lineman forces the issue because that unit is just egregious, Bo. It's so bad. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you had Justin Fields clowning him in, in his press conference, and Josh Weinfuss tweeted it out today. Uh, it was Justin Fields saying during his post game, Justin Fields wasn't concerned about the Cardinals' defensive line because they aren't fast, he said. He told his offensive lineman not to hold, and if the Cards' D-line got through, it was okay because they couldn't catch him. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he was right. He was, he was right. Happy. The Cardinals' D-line, it literally looked like... no lies told. <laughs> it, it's like Peyton Manning in that SNL skit where he's running around with a bunch of kids. That's what it looked like <laughs> with Justin Fields, like stiff armor and a bunch of toddlers. Um, but like the, as far as you know, all the hill, holes that they have to fill. I, obviously, you look to premium positions, right? And and they have a, a bunch of them as far as the, on the pass rush, and in the in the I see Jalen Johnson here in the chat. Absolutely right, the corners, and of course the wide receiver room. And it's really going to be contingent on who's available. Like what? Who? Who are other teams going to gamble on letting their players hit the open market? And yeah. Monty Osfort needs to be ready to to be able to write some fat checks at some premium positions. Like you don't go f- write, like write a fat check for a left guard. Like I think you you could still draft and develop that position to where you, if you're going to throw money at it, throw it at a premium position on a guy who's entering his prime year and and start to build the defense, rebuild the defense. Like Johnny, if you're if you're faced with looking at how bad this wide receiver core is and this cornerback, these outside corners. Who you like, and you, you've got like a Jalen Johnson or T. Higgins. Who are you paying? You can't pay both. Uh, I'm paying after today and what I've seen most of this year. I mean, you have to score to, to win in the NFL. And as much as I like Jalen Johnson, I'm paying T. Higgins. And because I have more confidence in Jonathan Gannon being able to take a, a mid rounder and some guys that some veterans around the league and kind of piece, to, piece it together, when you can't have a, a semblance of a passing game, you're you're screwed as an organization. Go ask the Jets how that's working out. You've got Sauce Gardner. They can't throw the football downfield. You know, today notwithstanding, I I think receiver has leapfrog cornerback as a premium position now. I still I would I think, still go, I think corner you could win the game I think corner, in a different yeah, way. I think I think you got to go corner because receiver wise, we can find you can find. There's plenty of receivers in this draft too. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of guys in this draft that can make plays at the receiver spot. There's going to be plenty of receivers that hit the free agent market that you can go after. Uh, I understand that 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 aren't going to command twenty million dollars a year. There's going to be lots of guys that are number two somewhere that can come in, and their number two somewhere else is easily. I mean, shit. There's number threes on other teams that are number ones here right now. So, I think corner has been a problem because our defense has. There's games this year defense has kept us in it, but we can't stop anybody on the outside. You've got to find some way to find somebody outside. you got to pay them whatever price that they want, especially if it's a top-tier guy that's hitting the market, and you've got to get them here. You've got to get somebody that can be that lockdown corner because, honestly, the the Cardinals have not had a number one corner since prime Patrick Peterson. I mean, Byron Murphy was good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But we were we weren't at when he went outside. Byron Murphy was he was lock him down whatever you want in that slot position. But outside, he wasn't that guy that was going to go out there and be. Hey, we know we got Byron Murphy on the number one. It's not going to stop. He's good. He's really good, and he's had a really good season this year in Minnesota. 
So the Cardinals have lacked a number one corner, a game-changing corner since prime Patrick Peterson was here. And that's my hot take. You know, you can roast me in the comments or not, but <laughs> I mean, it, er, it, two, it's 2013, 14, 15, pri- 16. Patrick Peterson was the best man coverage corner in the NFL. And I, you know, you can throw stats all you want to me, but there's nobody that was better than him in those years as a true man cover corner. And they've lacked it since it got, since he's been gone. We're going to get back to some of these super chats here before we do. Let's talk to you about our friends at Desert Financial, Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated in creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make life better. And again, if you're an Arizona sports fan, no better place to do it. Represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Look for Desert Financial to hook you up. Checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Show your team spirit. Open up a free checking account. I did. Takes a mere matter of minutes. Get your debit card in the mail in the next couple of days. And uh, that Arizona debit card goes hard. Visit DesertFinancial.com slash Cardinals to get started, Bo. Two more games left on the schedule for the Arizona Cardinals. Two more live events with this podcast. Johnny Venerable, Britton Golden, myself, Bo Brock. One more out at the BetMGM Sportsbook next week. And then the week after that, it's going to be our final event. And you're not going to want to miss this one, the Gila Rivers Resort and Casinos. We love our time that we spend out there. Have a great time watching Cardinals homes games. Nobody does it better up there in the swing suite. Having a blast, watching all the games on the TV, playing all the games. They've got their state-of-the-art gaming floor, has over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. You got to check it out for yourself. Also, they got all the great food there from the rooftop restaurants to you just go grab a cocktail and spend some time by the pool. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what the next level is all about. Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You do you. Visit PlayGila.com for more details. Rapid fire super chats. You guys have been fantastic. Ben Cork moved D-line to the top of the priority list this offseason. Sure. I, w- I would say not mad at it. No, <laughs> I would I would say like one A one B one C. It's all it's all on the table. Um, I mean, I'm interested great. to see what happens with uh, Sebastian Joseph Day if anybody claimed him. I guess we'll find out when uh, when waivers are processed on Tuesday. Tuesday Tuesday will be the day after today. And Justin Fields calling the Cardinal defensive line slow as hell. Uh, yeah, I think that that would probably be a good good play by Austin Ford. Go pick up Sebastian. Uh, Ila Dre, four ninety nine. Interior O line and D line is a big need. We're fortunate, Kyler, to have Kyler with this trash roster. I think Kyler Murray is not the Cardinals' problem, and I think next year he will be their solution. If that makes sense, I think that right now, I think a lot of people wanted and hoped Kyler Murray would come back and kind of save this team. This team can't be saved this year. Is probably the best way I can put it. This this franchise needs more help. You can, it's not one versus fifty three. And you know, for a long time, you could rely on he and DeAndre Hopkins to go out and make plays and to keep games close. They got to start from scratch with a lot of what they do, um, and that's unfortunate. But again, we're byproduct of the situation we're in. MP, you just keep firing these shots. Uh, love to see it. Back to back super chats. Dollar ninety nine. Caleb hasn't beat one ranked defense this year. I mean, that's understandable. Justin Fields has 10 wins in three years. Uh, Caleb Williams, Fields 
uh, <laughs> less than Fields and Marvin Harrison Jr. Listen, for UMP, I hope the Card or the the Bears get Marvin Harrison Jr. I just I don't see a scenario in which that that happens when you have the first overall pick in this draft. Could be wrong, but not not happening. Merv busted that couple super chats nine ninety nine. Four ninety nine, dollars uh, really big supporter of the program. We thank you, Merv. We also thank everybody checking out gophnx.com, becoming a diehard today. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. You're a diehard. Check out the inner workings of our fabulous writing team, including Gerald Borgay, The Hell Wrong with the Phoenix Suns, Howard Balzer, Jesse Freeman, and more. Check them out, gophnx.com. When you become a diehard, you get a free hat and or shirt. You also get 20% off the merchandise locker. Hop in to the PHNX Cardinals exclusive member Discord. People are ranting and raving about this day uh, because uh, it's it's unfortunate that the Cardinals continue to suck. But it's a community. <laughs> it's a family. And we can spend it together even in our misery. Check us out. GoPHNX.com. Become a diehard today, Bo. Absolutely. GoPHNX.com. Very thankful, grateful for this entire audience that took the time on a Christmas Eve to hang out with Britton, Johnny, and myself. Producer, award-winning producer, Damon Dog. For all of them and all of you, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Have a great time with your family and friends. We'll talk to you on Tuesday on PHNX Cardinals. Take care.